Hello, I'm Bruce Sinclair. Happy Christmas and welcome to this podcast from Jordan Hill Parish Church, during which we will share in reading, reflection and prayer for Sunday the 26th of December. Today our reader is Alison McKenna and our music, our carols, come from the choir of Ferry Hill Parish Church in Aberdeen. Each week we hold our church services in Jordan Hill Parish Church on Sundays at half past ten and all are welcome. We also have our pre-recorded YouTube video and our podcast too. As Covid restrictions have increased over the past few weeks, we now seek to make our worship space as safe as possible and have brought back the one metre distance seating for all services. We will continue to have our track and trace name and contact number list taken at the door as people come to church. Everyone will be asked to sanitise their hands on the way in and the way out and masks must be worn unless exempt. We also at this time strongly suggest taking a flow test before coming to church. And if anyone does feel unwell, we would request that they don't come to church and watch the video online. All of our other notices can be found on the church website. This year our Christmas Appeal Charity is Alzheimer's Scotland. It's a charity close to many people's hearts and there are various ways that you can contribute should you wish to support our appeal this year. More details can be found on the church website. O Holy One, this season of Christmas is here. We come to the stable, following many who have travelled before. O Holy One, the season of great joy is with us. A star in the night sky has led forth. We come with great joy and wonder. O Holy One, a new time has begun. Into the world a great hope has been born. Let us worship God. Today's reading is from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, reading verses 41 to 52. The boy Jesus at the temple. Every year his parents went to Jerusalem for the feast of the Passover. When he was 12 years old, they went up to the feast according to the custom. After the feast was over, while his parents were returning home, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but they were unaware of it. Thinking he was in their company, they travelled on for a day. Then they began looking for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they went back to Jerusalem to look for him. After three days, they found him in the temple courts, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. Everyone who had heard him was amazed at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. His mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. Why were you searching for me? He asked. 
didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he was saying to them. Then he went down to Nazareth, Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. But his mother treasured all these things in her heart. And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favour with God and men. Amen. Well, you've made it, more or less, through another Christmas. How did it go? Everything cooked to your liking? Batteries for all the children's toys? 
gifts that matched and surpassed your greatest expectations? Or were there culinary disasters, disgruntled grandchildren, and your face is just about recovered from your forced smile as you said, oh how thoughtful, when you opened up a parcel and received something that you know that you'll sneak along to Marks and Spencers to exchange in a few days time. For many, the weeks leading up to Christmas Day are a blur of frenetic activity. There seems to be an endless round of engagements and must-do lists. There are presents to be bought, menus to be planned, and our homes cleaned with extra care, and maybe decorated with all the Christmas finery and tradition that we possess, and not to mention flow tests to be taken. This Sunday falls between Christmas and New Year, after all of the hectic busyness. On a Sunday like this, I believe we are offered a service to breathe, and if not quite relax, for Hogmanay is still to come, we can see this day as a respite between the celebrations, a time to pause and be thankful. In amongst the hubbub of Christmas, it can be easy to misplace things. A card with a special message, a small gift lost forever in a sea of wrapping paper strewn across the floor, or even a toy commandeered by the family pet, never to be found again. And we also understand that sense of relief when that small thing is found. After all the hubbub of the nativity, after all the stream of visitors to that place, the new family depart for home. And the passage that we read today skips neatly over Jesus' early years in a few lines. And we now read and find Jesus has grown to a talkative 12-year-old. As was their custom, the family go to Jerusalem for the Passover. A time of busyness and people, activity and noise, and it transpires that the young Jesus is lost by his parents, except he doesn't think that he is lost. Now we might wonder how it is possible to leave a child behind, let alone not notice them for a whole day. We could imagine the analogy might be like taking a holiday to Edinburgh and driving home in our own car and never noticing that our child wasn't there until we reached the outskirts of Glasgow. And then driving back and searching for three whole days, only to find him at Edinburgh Castle. But life in ancient times wasn't nearly as individualistic as it is today, and there was no nuclear family as we know it. Families, extended families, distant relatives, members of the local village and community, they would have all taken such a pilgrimage together. They were likely joined on the way by other families, other caravans of pilgrims, and all formed a loose company. In this kind of setting, every child had multiple parents and every adult looked after whatever child was nearby. So what is most odd about this story 
is not that Jesus remained behind and they didn't notice. According to Jesus, what is odd is that his parents wouldn't know just where to find him. Three days they search in vain until they find him doing the will of his father, he says. Three days. Doubtless there is some symbolism here, as his disciples will also wonder and search and grieve in vain for three days before they discover that he was again doing the will of his father where he died. But if it seems odd to Jesus that his parents couldn't locate him immediately, what may seem just as odd to us is his mother's reaction. Not the first reaction, that one we can identify with immediately. She is anxious, upset, maybe even furious. But after Jesus explains, with slight incredulation, that they should have known that he would have been in the temple, his mother, although not understanding, treasures all these things. Just like at his birth, except this time, just what she is treasuring is less clear. It can't be losing him, or searching in vain, or receiving his sharp retort in response to their questions. So what is it? Perhaps it is the feeling that every parent gets when they see their child go beyond childish ways and set their foot on their path in life and begin to shape their own potential and their own destiny. It might be easy for us to criticise Mary and Joseph for losing God's son, but this is not a story about parents who lose track of their son, but rather about what we do when we lose track of Jesus where we go looking for him and where we might find him. Of course, that all depends where we think we might have lost him. Maybe retracing our steps, searching in all the usual places, asking friends. All of this might help. When, in fact, he is with us each step of the way. He is to be found in his father's house and found on the battlefields of the world and on the street corners of life. He's found in the waves with the refugee boats, in the pandemic-hit communities. He's found with the lost and the lonely and the hungry. We might think we have lost track of him, but he is there, and he is here with us. I'm struck by the poignancy and the power of this Christmas, and all the what-if questions that so many of us have wrestled with over this past year. Yet in the shadow of Christmas Day, we celebrate the news that the Christ child has come to be with us. This is the truth of our faith. Christmas has not been cancelled. It is here. It is now. It is us. And it is him. As we stand on the brink of a new year, with 2021 disappearing behind us and 2022 rising before us, with many challenges and many opportunities, we treasure the truth 
that Jesus is to be found wherever we are doing God's work. Found in the new year, found in the uncertainty, found in the unwritten days, found in the knowledge that God is not done with the world and there is hope to take us into the new year. Found in the hope of a small child soon to lead people with love, peace and joy. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty and loving God, 
we give thanks for the season of Christmas, a time to rejoice in the birth of Jesus, to reflect on faith and celebration, and recommit ourselves to a way of prayer and a way of life. O God of cradle and stable, we pray for our world, the world that your Son came to. We pray for places which cry out for help from loneliness or fear, from hardship or disaster, from politics of oppression, and for those places and people who struggle with the enormity of life and find everything so overwhelming at this time that it can shudder them to a halt. Oh God, this past year has shown us how much we value the support we receive from our health service, the encouragement and the hope that we can give one another, and has opened our eyes to new appreciation of the values and the gifts that many people have and what we value the most. At this time between Christmas gatherings and thoughts of the new year, between gift unwrapping and cleaning up, between longing and thanksgiving, between the sacred and the ordinary, we pause and we pray that all may see the world with the eyes of wonder of that newborn Christ. We pray that 2022 will be a year when we can heal all that has been broken and build up that which has been brought low. We pause and pray that we might all treat one another with the honour and respect, Mary and Joseph, shepherds and wise ones, angels and all the heavenly choir, showed to that tiny child. Let it be an example for us and the way that we lead our life. We pause and pray for those who have had a hard year, those who are ill, those who have lost loved ones, and all those moments that we have struggled. O Lord Christ, you came into this world small and vulnerable and brought a light to bring hope. Let us take that light with us into the new year. And so we pray together. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, or give us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial, and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Yeah.
Thank you for joining with me today for this time of worship. By the tender mercy of our God, love has broken upon us. Light is given where once there was darkness. We go into this Christmas season knowing that God will guide our feet into the way of peace, bringing hope into a new year. And now the blessing of God Almighty the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you and all those you love this day and every day. Amen.